from the Xfinity Studios at WVON. We're your original social media. You're listening to the Greenpreneur, Michael Thomas, on 1690, the talk of Chicago. I do not accept we can redirect this. The Greenpreneur. Shots fired. Welcome to the Greenpreneur Show. This is the greenest show on the planet with your host, Michael Thomas. Join us as we explore the world of clean energy, sustainable housing, environmental justice, climate change, and healthy foods. Shots fired. Back to my business. Remember, it is always a great day to rethink, reduce, rebuild, and recycle our future. Shots fired. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, wherever you are in the continental United States, for that matter, all over the world. Thank you for tuning in and turning on the Greenpreneur Show. We are super grateful for our community partner, Shades of Green, and for their support of good educational programs like today's show. Shades of Green is a nonprofit organization helping everyday citizens experience an eco-friendly lifestyle while reducing their environmental impact within urban communities around the world. As you watch and listen to today's live video stream, remember to check out our previous accountability uh, podcast with author Bob Langert. All of this can be found in one convenient location on thegreenpreneur.com. Today's educational exploration is called Smart uh, Smart Communities, I should say. Our special Green Studio guest, Lawin. Chandra, author of the PropTech Guide, Everything You Need to Know About the Future of Real Estate, the beautiful Lola Star, and myself never like to start a broadcast without educating our green ambassadors. Our social media word for today is smart buildings. Any structure that uses automated processes to automatically control the building's operations, including heating, ventilation, air conditioning, lighting, security, and other systems. Please welcome... Lauren Chandra to the greenest show on the planet. Hi, Michael. This is Lauren. Thank you for having me here. Hey, Lauren. How are you? We always like to start off our Earth Hour with global or local news headlines, which read uh, why everyone must get ready for the fourth industrial revolution. Also in the news, uh, the net neutrality debate complicates data privacy, Lawin, uh, people are waking up all around the world to the opportunity of the lack of transparency in the real estate markets. And here on the Greenpreneur Show, our green team contributes to making our world a better place each and every day uh, by focusing our purchasing power on eco-friendly products and services. Our last show, my green studio guest, Bob Langert, and I talked about the challenges of societal impacts by corporations and how customers have come to expect more from companies than simply providing products uh, services and and making a profit. It seems the world's most valuable resource is no longer fossil fuel, but data. Lauren, how can a living or working space be used more efficiently? Well, um, that's a very question. Very good question. How can a um, working or living space be used more efficiently? Well. Um, we can u- utilize technology in order to uh, understand the, um, the utilization and um, we can use sensors uh, in order to populate data out of it. With that data, we can simply analyze where uh, such, um, such uh, space has been utilized mm-hmm. and where it has not been utilized. For example, you could actually... Um, place sensors um, within an office room mm-hmm. and then you can see where in that office room the, um, the employees are, um, are staying the most uh, du- uh, during the day and which areas are not being uh, used at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, those areas which are not being used um, are obviously lost areas mm-hmm. and then you can re-change uh, the, um, the workplace environment and uh, make it uh, more hom- homogeneous so that uh, all of the um, space can be used uh, equally. Makes sense. So how, was, uh, how has technology had an impact on the real estate industry, Lauren? Well, uh, technology uh, can be, can be um, used in different, um, in different ways, and the real estate environment... Um, 
it's actually very slow to be honest uh, in adapting the new technology um, a very simple example is that um, we are using um, the computer now since the beginning of the 90s the computer is um, w- in your office or in your home, and you can uh, use certain information. However, it's going to be very difficult to uh, transport, or it was very difficult to transport your computer to a construction site. Mm -hmm. Um, However, with a new technology, such as an iPad, you can have uh, all all the data about about the construction, all the blueprints actually on-site. You can make pictures of the construction on-site, and uh, with this, you can actually utilize technology, avoid um, errors, mm-hmm. uh, report errors f- faster, and uh, probably even reduce cost through that. Makes sense. So, uh, Lauren, how do you think PropTech gives companies a competitive advantage? Um, well, PropTech is actually uh, the abbreviation for pro- property and technology, and uh, it's a vast um, synonym for, the, for those two words. Um, we, we, can, we can utilize technology in, in all aspects. So um, what we have to think about is where, where we, are, we are heading towards. Mm-hmm. We're heading towards uh, cities in the world which um, are go- growing more and more. Mm-hmm. For example, London is going to have 10 million citizens uh, in the future. New York, 25 million Mumbai is going to have whopping 42.5 million citizens by 2050. So some cities are growing organically and uh, some other cities are going to be master planned. Um, cities like Song, uh, Songdo in South Korea. And uh, those master planned cities are already um, being um, master planned using uh, technology and uh, the latest data. So um, what does it mean for us um, as citizens? So the residents um, basically need to live in smaller fa- uh, spaces or have to commute from the surrounding areas of the city. Uh, those who commute uh, will want to work from home more often and require stable and reliable internet and might be interested in living passive houses with low carbon footprint. Uh, the better homes uh, will not be the ones with a nice uh, kitchen or the television. Mm-hmm. Instead, uh, with very reliable uh, and fast fiber optic internet connection uh, and uh, or even uh, better and newer solutions. Tenants uh, in a high-rise building in a city center will uh, start to look for co-living space providers who will be able to provide digital platforms where the tenant uh, can interact with each other. Hence, well, um, actually, the, uh, the building um, is then um, a community platform. So the tenant uh, or the different tenants are connected to each other mm-hmm. and can communicate with each other until they, uh, for example, meet for events or do sports together. And all of them uh, will have the technology integrated into their lives seem- seamless. Um, for example, firms like Amazon or Google, mm-hmm. uh, they are very good examples for this. They, um, they are already positioning themselves to make the home smart. Um, the benefits for, for uh, or, or the focus for, for Amazon mm-hmm. can be the idea delivery, which means the courier will have an option to leave packages at the premise um, of the client, even without the presence of the customer. Mm-hmm. This, can be, this can be achieved by using smart locks, which are already on the market and which can um, be utilized. So um, this large and growing market enables the, um, the residents to control access to a property without um, a geographical barrier. So, for example, if a career is delivering a parcel or a, uh, or a good friend makes a visit, but, um, but you are not at home, Mm-hmm. Um, you're being alerted um, uh, with a with a ringing doorbell on your smartphone uh, through your app, and um, you can then see the person uh, through the doorbell camera, and you can then open the uh, door or the gate uh, for uh, for the for the delivery man or the visitor. On the other hand, Google uh, might be very interested in your um, in your data and is collecting um, the resident uh, behavior. Mm-hmm. in order to make use of it. So once they have this information, they can analyze it and optimize their advertisement. Um, firms like Google will then receive the data the, the home is generating in exchange for a better 
and cheaper user experience, for example, by uh, managing home appliances uh, remotely. Definitely. So, Lauren, who do you think will be the first disrupted in the real estate profession? Well, that's, that's a very, very big question. Um, <laughs> um, that's, that's so difficult that... Um, Come on, Lon, just throw, throw, somebody's got to be first, right? So who do you think is going to be first, unfortunately or fortunately? Well, uh, in my book, I've deliberately written down that um, those startups, those IT companies uh, mm-hmm. who are trying to disrupt this um, very conservative, old-fashioned uh, industry uh, should not focus to disrupt them. Instead, um, try, they should try to teach them new and better ways um, to solve problems. Mm-hmm. At the moment, um, if you look at the asset management industry, all of them are using Excel. And uh, there, are, um, there are software on the market which is much better than Excel. Uh, it, it will then be more beneficial for the, for the tenant as well. So um, these companies um, have, on the other hand, a very strong foundations of uh, tenants mm-hmm. who are still paying their rent on time. So they are generating their, um, their revenue. Mm-hmm. And in order to break into such a market, this is going to be um, very, very difficult. It's, it's not going to be the same as Airbnb interrupted the travel industry. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. But, you know, one of the things, Lon, you know, there are always winners and losers in anything, right? Uh, and obviously, to your point, um, that industry can come in and teach. But unfortunately, disruption, I think, comes in uh, when the status quo does not want to uh, innovate. And I think that's what ends up happening is things get disrupted because the uh, uh, technology is not being adopted. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, um this, this is this is a, this is a good point. I mean, it, it's very similar to the to the previous um, question, and I understand why you want to uh, get to it. <laughs> and uh, my personal um, utopian vision is mm-hmm. that everyone who is an intermediary uh, will be replaced by technology. But uh, having said that, um, it's just a um, step by step process. So that means, uh, let's say there is a, a broker. Um, the broker has its, um, uh, his function and his duty within a, a transaction process. However, once a brokerage company understands this and um, integrates more and more technology uh, within repetitive tasks, mm-hmm. then what's going to happen is there's going to be a hybrid between uh, the traditional brokerage function and um, the new technology. Because you already have um, all these uh, websites where you can find the properties, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, you are not buying the properties online yet. Right, just a matter of time. So, Lauren, in your book, uh, The Prop Tech Guy, you talk about the financial crisis of 2008. Uh, where does, uh, you know what, Lauren, when we come back from the break, I'll talk to you more about that. Is that all right? Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Lauren, uh, let's talk more about why also we can also talk about why uh, everyone must get ready for the fourth industrial revolution when we come back from the break as well. Uh, be sure to connect with us via live video stream at thegreenpreneur.com as we green the planet by growing responsible, educated, eco-conscious neighborhoods around the world. And we'll be right back. Shades of Green is a nonprofit organization helping everyday citizens reduce their environmental impact while raising the awareness of self-leadership within urban communities and around the world. For more details, visit thegreenpreneur.com. Be sure to connect with us via live video stream at thegreenpreneur.com as we green the planet by growing responsible, educated, eco-conscious neighborhoods around the world. Hey, welcome back to the greenest show on the planet. If you just joined the Green Panora Show, I am 
the great Panora Michael T. Thomas. I believe we are in a moment of exponential transformational change to a safer, more economical, environmentally kinder and equitable future with the opportunity to empower individuals within their own local communities and around the world. Uh, today we're exploring smart communities with my green studio guest, Lauren Chandra, uh, author of the Prop Tech Guide, everything you need to know about the future of real estate. Lauren, Lauren's book, uh, is designed to help real estate professionals face current and upcoming challenges in the industry, uh, through the use of real estate focused technology or Prop Tech. Um, to join our conversation, your calls will be answered by calling 773-591-1690. Also, you can give us a call at 773-591-1690 for a chance to win a free copy of um, Lauren's book uh, on today's show. And, Lauren, before we took the break, I had made mention uh, to the issue or uh, the – well, necessarily issue, but the challenges. Uh, but uh, – in your book, The Prop Tech Guide, uh, you talk about the financial crisis of 2008. Where does transparency play a role uh, in real estate? Um, well, the financial crisis of 2008 um, was, uh, was heavily um, related to the fact that uh, we did not have enough transparency, which meant um, that the investment banks were structuring products and always assumed that uh, – the, the building was there, which was true. However, they also assumed that the tenant is paying the rent on time. And um, if they would have had enough transparency to uh, see the credit rating of the tenants, they could have um, decided whether this is, a, um, this is a loan to give out or not. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. You know, at the top of the hour, I mentioned news headlines that read, you know what, matter of fact, where are you calling from, Lauren? I'm calling from London. All right, all right. We had to get out there. I haven't been there yet, but uh, hopefully you'll greet me at the airport. Absolutely. You're always more than welcome. Will do. So at the top of the hour, Earth Hour, uh, Lauren, we uh, mentioned why everyone must get ready for the fourth industrial revolution. Uh, for our uh, listeners and viewers not familiar with this news story, first came the steam and the water power, then electricity and assembly lines, then computer computerization. Uh, so what's Coming next, some call it the fourth industrial revolution or industry 4.0, but whatever you call it, it represents the combination of cyber uh, physical systems, the Internet of Things and the Internet of Systems. In short, uh, it is the idea of smart factories in which machines are augmented with web connectivity and connected to systems that can uh, visualize the entire production chain and make decisions of its own. What's your thoughts on that article there, Lauren? Um, I think I think that's that's a very good article, um, especially um, uh, because I'm actually uh, I grew up in Germany and Industry 4.0 is um, is huge in Germany. Um, is the is the industrial revolution and uh, Germany um, as a as a, as one of the leading um, industrial nations of the world. They are focusing on Industry 4.0. Um, they, for example, predicted in 2015 that it will kill around 600,000 uh, existing jobs. Uh, but at the same time, it's going to produce around 1 million new jobs. Among, the, among those, uh, there will be also cy- cybersecurity jobs. So um, I mentioned uh, smart locks um, previously. Mm-hmm. So um, buildings and airports are going to have uh, digitized uh, ways to um, enter and exit uh, the building. So um, new ways are smart locks, uh, which can be accessed via, uh, via fingerprints, uh, via your app, via your, even your, your iris scan. Mm-hmm. And um, the problem would be then what happens if um, those uh, entr- en- entering uh, systems uh, will be hacked. Um, if... Um, if your if if your solution is really the, the fingerprint and the iris, um, these these can be very good uh, solutions. And with Industry 4.0, we can actually see that they are looking back uh, to the nature, which uh, which is basically combining the virtual world with the, uh, and um, bringing uh, the new augmented reality world. And uh, nature is going to be um, a huge part of that. Makes sense to me. So, you know, Lauren, uh, matter of fact, let's grab Taylor. Taylor, uh, thank you for calling the Greenpreneur Show. Thank you for your patience. What's your question or comment from a guest? Thank you very much. In the final call, 
and it goes back to, I think, 1992. There's an article about technical skills and soft skills. And it, in that article, it says that the African-Americans and Hispanics and different ones have very poor interpersonal communication skills. So I'm asking the question, good customer service is America's future. And what I'm asking is, what about these kids? I didn't know what interpersonal communication skills were. I meant encoding, decoding, getting feedback. I didn't know what those skills were until 1973. I ain't always had them myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking the question, what kind of consideration is being given to that? And then when you have people who are coming here from different countries, they speak two or three different languages, they know how to use their languages to deceive us in those who speak only one language. So how do you consider all these kind of things? Okay, great question, Taylor. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Lauren? I think this is a really good uh, question. Um, well, first of all, I would like to say that uh, I think African-Americans and uh, Hispanics have a very good um, inter- interpersonal skills. And um, these are the things which uh, a computer cannot really uh, replace. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that article in the final call, please get it, because it's an excellent explanation, and it's talking about why there are so many people who are out of work today. And it's not talking about the fact that there are not jobs out there, but it's talking about the importance of interpersonal communication skills. And ever since I've been on the radio, I have been trying to get black radio stations to take a 30 seconds out and explaining, encoding, decoding, giving feedback, and when a person is interference-prone. And the CEO co- Coca-Cola, Roberto Cusetta, mm-hmm. he says that good customer service is America's future. And African-Americans do not have this good of communication when it comes to customer service skills because they have been nurtured by protest skills, interpersonal communications are more protest-oriented. And check out my interview this coming week. Mm-hmm. It should be this coming Sunday morning on Fox Television where I'm saying good customer service is America's future, and we must do everything as if America. Makes sense. We we'll definitely check out for that, Taylor. What What's your thoughts on uh, Taylor's uh, comments there, Lauren? Uh, Michael, well, uh, the one thing what we have to uh, think about is um, that a computer is just uh, giving you an answer um, by by asking you certain questions, and if uh, a statement uh, is confirmed, then course, uh, continues with that. If it doesn't confer- uh, confirm or um, it's it's different, then it's going to pivot. Um, you you basically as a programmer you are um, you're creating a software where the the user is going to uh, fill out a questionnaire uh, more or less at the end of the day and um, you as a user as long as you can use that um, that interface very well you're not frustrated uh, with a computer mm-hmm. you are probably frustrated with uh, the final result that you can't get something for a certain price or if that product is not working. Um, but uh, you're basically taking out the entire interpersonal skills and you can probably not um, be mad at, at, a, at a computer in, a, in the same way as um, that you can be mad at, at, at a customer service representative uh, where you're trying to release all your frustration about a product which is not working. Makes sense to me. So, uh, Lauren, we're going to take another quick break real quick. Uh, Arthur, Lauren, Chandra uh, is streaming live with us. Uh, Remember to take our live poll question. Uh, Are you ready for a smart home? Uh, Yes or no? Lauren, when we come back from the break, uh, would you mind sharing with our Green Nation your personal thoughts on the current news article, Net Neutrality Debate uh, Complicates Data Privacy, when we come back? Is that all right? Perfect. Sounds great. Definitely. Author Lauren Chandra is streaming live via thegreenpreneur.com. To join this self-expression conversation about the future of real estate, call us now. Again, at 773-591-1690. Miss Lola Star, who's doing something good for our planet? And by the way, welcome back. The world's first and largest net zero eco district together right here in Chicago. Join the Greenpreneur Show as we take the pledge. I am committed to 25. Hashtag reimagine 25. Let us give a green thumbs up to Florida State University. Florida State is going all electric with a fleet of 27 electric buses in the city of Tallahassee's public transportation system. The city has placed its third order for electric buses. Also, let us give a green thumbs up to the bamboo plant. Bamboo is a great option for a house plant. It's low maintenance for those of us who do not have the greenest thumb. 
As a bonus, this plant sucks up four times as much carbon dioxide from the air than other trees. Last but not least, a green thumbs up to our ambassadors. Joining us on our Facebook fan page, Brian Collins. For those supporting us on LinkedIn, Tiffany Talton. And to our faithful Twitter follower, Cesar Alvaro, a green thumbs up to you as well. You are connected to The Greenest Show on the Planet, and we'll be right back. Tune in every Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time and join our live conversations. Your questions will be answered by calling 773-591-1690. That's 773-591-1690. As we green the planet by growing responsibly educated, eco-conscious neighborhoods around the world. Join us to make a difference on our planet. Check out our Instagram at The Greenpreneur for pictures, videos, the green team, and our in-studio guest. And don't forget to follow on Twitter at GP Eco News and on our Facebook fan page, The Greenpreneur Show. Hey, this is Michael Thomas, host of The Greenpreneur Show. Hey, it's Lola Starr, social media correspondent. Be sure to tune in every Sunday at 3 p.m. Central. Give us your thoughts on our weekly poll question and join the conversation on Twitter at GP Eco News and on our Facebook fan page, The Greenpreneur Show. Keep, Keep it 100% green. Hey, this is Mike Thomas. Welcome back to the Green Show on the Planet. I'm your ambassador to Green. Be a part of our Green Nation by registering for our Foresight newsletter via thegreenpreneur.com or type in the hashtag GP Eco News on your social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Remember to check out my top green faves on thegreenpreneur.com where you can find our favorite sustainable products and services we use here on the Greenpreneur Show. Uh, did you know in the field of computer science, artificial intelligence, sometimes called machine intelligence, is intelligence demonstrated by machines in contrast to the natural intelligence displayed by humans and other animals. To join our conversation about smart communities, give us a call now uh, with any questions to win Lauren Chandra's book, The Prop Tech Guide, Everything You Need to Know About the Future of Real Estate on today's show. Again, give us a call, 773-591-1690. Uh, you know, uh, Lauren, before we took the break, uh, I was going to ask you for clarity. What are uh, your personal thoughts about the future trends for cities and homes? So the future trends for cities and homes, um, they are actually designed right now. So what's going to happen in the next uh, 30 years is uh, uh, being designed right now. Um, this means the technology is having a great impact on the real estate market, and this will then end up as an entire smart city. Um, so... Existing cities will be redesigned and upgraded to new and um, smart cities by adding a smart infrastructure, controlling systems, uh, which could create digital maintenance reports for the city uh, and update themselves automatically and even more stuff. So um, enough smart cities combined will create, uh, sorry, in, enough smart buildings combined will create a smart city. So what and is with the use of? Mm, go, ahead, go ahead, Lauren, go ahead. And with the use of Internet um, of uh, things, devices and sensors, we have then the opportunity to collect the data um, in the buildings and also in the city and analyze the risk and chances in order to optimize the usage for, for example, water supply, the parking uh, in a building or in in the entire city, the air quality and many more things. We can then um, optimize the energy consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, also for, for a smart home by installing uh, smart, meet, uh, smart meters. Um, it's now possible also for companies to analyze the usage of the energy of indiv- individual appliances and predict uh, which of those appliances might fail in the near future or not. Right, makes sense to me. So, you know, Lauren, what is the difference between a smart building and a normal building? All right. Um, so uh, what is the difference between a smart building and a normal building? Yeah. Uh, well, the smart, building, smart buildings ha- um, are having sensors uh, which can react uh, to changes. Mm-hmm. So sensors can be installed in a number of devices or f- facilities such as windows, lights, walls, desks, 
shares and other things. And the applications of the IoT capabilities is actually endless. And the sensors give a command to execute if a condition has been met. The combination of different facilities working next to each other can already be considered as, uh, as a property with an integrated building management system, BMS. And um, it, is, it is also the controlling system which then regulates the HVAC, lighting, and fire, fire security systems of the, uh, of the building independently. This could mean that you are walking into a room and the light goes on because the sensor detects movement in the room. However, buildings become really, really smart once they get a brain or an interoperable solu- uh, software. This means... This means the, the individual components, facilities, and the corresponding sensors mm-hmm. need to talk um, and to communicate with each other and are interoperable. Mm-hmm. For example, this could mean that if someone walks into a meeting room, the lighting, the, the projector, and the heating, um, or even cooling goes on and informs the other facilities in the building that's, that this meeting room is now occupied. It could then inform the waiting client at reception that um, his meeting can start and direct him to the meeting room mm-hmm. with indoor, indoor navigation through augmented reality where the employee of the firm is already waiting for him. At the same time, it informs the other employees of the company that um, this particular meeting room is occupied. So the building becomes not only smart um, to make life easier, it also um, doesn't use more gas or electricity as needed. Um, the smart system analyzes the use of energy and adjusts the settings if needed. It knows when the people are in the building and what uh, uh, these specific pe- people prefer to use. When the building closes, like an office for, uh, for the weekend, mm-hmm. the system automatically turns down the temperature in the building uh, to a level uh, which is then uh, more sustainable. And because of the introduction of AI, artificial intelligence, the system can actually learn from previous situations or even from other buildings, people and also settings, and remembers, saves the data and knows um, how to use it for future situations. So what are the benefits uh, of technology for uh, this technology for investors, landlords and tenants? Well, it um, it really depends on um, what you make out of it. Um, so, um, so for example, for, for an automated software, um, this can enable trans- more transparency, which then enables cost to um, cost reduction and also increase the speed of completing the operational tasks. Um, in order to understand the benefits and problems of a uh, building, the owner needs to be able to communicate with the tenant probably even directly. And the tenant should have uh, access to all information of the building at the same time. Um, for example, now we can uh, use technology and uh, cloud-based information and communication pl- uh, platforms, uh, platform apps, uh, where not only the, um, the tenant and landlord can communicate with each other, much faster and more transparency, but also different tenants of the same building can post information about activities and events in and around the building. So um, this direct communication can also be a great way to act uh, on emergency incidences, for example. It also, um, it's, it's also possible to integrate all of those uh, building systems into one platform. For example, the access uh, to the cafeteria in the office building, the infrastructure, and also the, the room controls. The users of um, such such platform can control all, uh, everything via this app. And um, in the end, the aim is to increase the pro- productivity and the well-being of the employees or even the tenant. The improved utilization of the service uh, within the building and, um, yeah, probably the uh, the connected uh, workspace, uh, living space for the for the tenant increases. Um, uh, the overall value of the property, uh, and for the landlord, uh, he can then uh, probably uh, charge higher rent or sell it, sell the property for a higher price. So, what is the data uh, telling us about the consumption patterns inside of buildings, Lauren? Um, can you please repeat that, please? I'm saying, what is the data uh, telling us about the consumption patterns uh, once it's implemented? 
Well, that depends on uh, what you want to track. Um, you can you can track the HVAC, for example, and then you can see um, at what date and what time um, the energy is being used the most. So there are firms out there who are installing smart meters um, in order to um, decrease the, your uh, energy energy cost for for your private smart home uh, to be zero. Um, they are then recommending if you're coming home um, at uh, 5 p.m. after work uh, and if you do not switch on any uh, appliances uh, between 5 and uh, 7 p.m., you're going to save so and so much in cost. Um, this could be one way. Then um, uh, something which is more uh, sustainable on the long term <coughs> could be the, um, the, uh, the usage of... Um, of uh, glasses uh, which are um, um, which are smart, which can detect um, the sun, and um, which can then sh- uh, change the uh, the position of the um, to receive the sunlight in order to generate more power. Makes sense. So, Lauren, let me ask you this: um, Where in construction? Where in the construction industry has building information modeling? Uh, become useful? Well, building information modeling is um, in general an amazing thing if you can, if you're able to um, utilize this in the, in the, um, the construction site. Um, previously, when they were not able to build with uh, building information modeling um, and you have transacted the building several times, uh, you, you, didn't, you didn't probably even have the old data, how it was constructed, and you had to find a leakage um, or, or water leakage uh, between between walls. You wouldn't be able to uh, know where exactly it is. Um, the architects uh, and the engineers um, are well educated and they can guess where exactly it, uh, or where it might be. Uh, but with building information modeling, um, you are creating an entire model of the building Mm-hmm. Uh, into uh, into a five-dimensional model, which means nowadays you are creating that uh, blueprint uh, digitally, and then you are running the software through um, um, through time and cost. So you can basically see where um, where some some companies might make an um, error, or where you have done an error in um, in your uh, in your in your b- uh, building model. And you can fix it in uh, before you actually start uh, doing the construction, and you are saving money with that. So, Lauren, at the top of the hour, I mentioned news headlines that read, Net Neutrality Debate Complicates Data Privacy. For our listeners and viewers not familiar with this news story, uh, currently the multi-year net neutrality battle may be complicating efforts to regulate Internet data privacy while hurting consumers. The United States Government Accountability Office, GAO, uh, released a report highlighting how the FCC's constant reclassification of the Internet service providers, ISPs, complicates the privacy debate by ping-ponging the Internet privacy responsibilities between uh, the Federal Trade Commission and the Federal Communication Commission. Uh, The report calls the federal... Uh, calls for a federal privacy law citing tech companies like Facebook uh, and its misuse of consumer data and recommends Congress establish civil penalties uh, for bad behavior. What's your thoughts on that news article there? Well, um, I'm not a politician mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of going into politics. But what I can tell you in terms of um, data protection of your building and uh, data uh, protection of your smart home Mm -hmm. is that um, at the end of the day, um, every user has to make a decision of um, what they want to go for. Um, If you are happy to, uh, for example, (coughs) use um, free YouTube, free Facebook, and uh, disclose all your information, all your data, then um, it's a decision the user has made. But at the same time, uh, the same user or a different user can actually make a decision on um, paying something, uh, going with a different provider mm-hmm. who is uh, providing the same service, but uh, who's not uh, selling the data. At the end of the day, 
those firms like Facebook um, or Google, they probably have to sell the data because um, because um, that's the way they make money. Mm-hmm. And then there are other firms like um, Amazon who's provi- providing um, similar videos like YouTube, uh, but it's, it's not uh, blending in um, un- um, unwanted advertisement and it's not probably stealing uh, the data or um, passing it on to third parties. Makes sense. Great, great answer on that. Uh, uh, we got a question from Facebook. Uh, Sharon Thurman asks, is the initial output for the purchase of a smart home uh, comparable to what we now have to pay for housing? It's mm. a good question. Well, um, a smart housing um, is not necessarily so much more expensive than a um, than a um, conventional building. It's just different, um, and it depends on uh, how how you define uh, smart, uh, what is already smart for you. Is it already smart for you to install sensors just to detect the lighting um, um, and uh, probably um, connect it to your elevator? Um, or um, is, is it more than enough if you have um, a smart uh, community app where you can interact with your neighbor who you would like to date with, for example. Um, so there are a number of different solutions uh, you can integrate already nowadays um, without paying too much. It really depends on what you want to make out of it. You can, you can install the most uh, fancy things, make it very smart, make it interoperable, the interoperable so, uh, solutions um, is getting cheaper and cheaper because there are more and more firms providing these solutions. And the sensor doesn't cost you uh, anything at all. I mean, uh, nowadays uh, you are able to um, have a smart home by uh, buying a, a Nest appliance from Amazon or an Amazon uh, appliance directly from their own um, um, producers. Makes sense to me. So, you know, also at the top of the news hour, I talked about uh, why technology hasn't fixed uh, the housing crisis. Uh, In that article, for those who are not familiar with that article, it went on to say a lot of startups have promising ideas, but the fundamental problem of affordability seems beyond their reach. Uh, Billions have been flowing into a corner of the tech industry focused on on the housing market, and now uh, there are startups that help landlords manage properties, homeowners manage sales, uh, tenants manage their packaging, uh, but hardly any of those touch the central problem of housing. Uh, For many people, it costs too much. Uh, none of that investment, nor those solutions that uh, those companies are offering will fundamentally change uh, the dynamic of the housing market in a way that increases housing affordability. What's your thoughts on that, Lauren? Well, um, this is not a technological problem. Uh, and um, technology has changed the way buildings have been constructed um, over the last uh, centuries um, but let's let me focus on the last 120 years mm-hmm. and let me give you an example of um, how uh, the, the cost of the construction of a building um, hypothetically in in continental europe um, in 1900 and uh, now so um, like 120 years ago you might have uh, paid 25 percent um, on materials uh, of the building um, 25% um, on the, sorry, 50% on the materials, 25% on the acquisition of the land, and 25% on the labor. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, um, it's a little bit different. You pay probably just only 10% on the materials, then um, you have to pay probably 50% on the acquisition of the land if it's in the city center. And then um, the difference. Um, is um, just for, for the labor. And um, technology has been, uh, been able to improve so much that we are uh, not using the same materials anymore, but we are able to uh, create the same resistance, for example. Um, we are now, nowadays able to uh, create um, entire buildings in a, in a factory, um, as prefabricated uh, buildings with um, a very similar uh, standard if you would build it uh, at the construction site. So um, technology is, or engineering technology is improving and was improving over um, um, in, in the past. 
um, the housing problem um, is uh, the problem of um, the profit uh, which one or the other company is going to make. Either it's going to be the uh, the seller. Uh, most of the time, it's going to be the seller of the um, of the land because the construction company um, is going to buy this land anyways. And um, if the price of the land is so high, they are then deciding not to build uh, affordable housing mm-hmm. for the middle class or the lower class. They are uh, deciding to uh, to build um, luxury properties uh, because um, it is more profitable, and they have to make a certain profit in order to uh, break even. Great. You know, Lauren, uh, after our final break, let's talk more about a path forward and how PropTech is providing transparency in the real estate industry. Is that all right? Yeah, sounds great. Definitely green thumbs up to all our ambassadors calling the Greenpreneur Show and connecting to us live video stream on thegreenpreneur.com, also on Facebook. Uh, listening to us via iHeartRadio, 1690 AM WVON, and connecting via Facebook Live, Atlanta, Georgia, Los Angeles, California, to all our global green ambassadors located in the United Kingdom, Canada. Make sure you sign up for our monthly foresight newsletter to get access to free books, eco-friendly product giveaways, along with green service discounts on thegreenpreneur.com. Our in-studio guest, Lauren, today is Lauren Chandra, author of The Prop Tech Guide, Everything You Need to Know About the Future of Real Estate. Lauren's book provides a hands-on and applicable applicable solution in the form of information for about 222 companies providing prop tech to solve everyday problems in the real estate industry. Uh, we're appreciative for our listeners and viewers and community partners. Shades of Green, stay connected. This is Michael T. Thomas, the greenest guy you know, and we'll be right back. Listen to our previous podcasts. Register for our newsletter. That's where you'll find our blogs. Behind the scenes footage. Special offers for eco-friendly products and services. That's thegreenpreneur.com. Hey, welcome back to the greenest show on the planet. Thank you to all our green ambassadors, Joanne Burrow, E.V. Travis, and DJ Buddy Finch, uh, who have joined our live video stream on thegreenpreneur.com uh, and also help us share our eco-friendly uh, lifestyle with their friends and family located on thegreenpreneur.com. Important things to remember, every Tuesday we do a product or service review called My Top Ten Faves, uh, where the green team reviews and shares our top picks of amazing environmentally friendly products and services. Today's conversation was about Smart Communities. Uh, congratulations to Sharon Thurman, who's the winner of today's book, The Prop Tech Guide. Uh, you better thank Lola Starr. She's over there making sure she's communicating. So she said, you're doing a good job, Ms. Thurman. Uh, so congratulations to you. Let me say to our new Green Ambassador, uh, Mr. Lauren Chandra, we appreciate you for sharing with our Green Nation about how technologies are disrupting Improving and making efficient the way we buy, sell, use, lease, design, construct, and manage residential and commercial property uh, direct to the end user. Uh, and before we took the break, uh, Lauren, I really wanted to know from you, uh, where do you see uh, opportunities for entrepreneurs to make a positive impact in the real estate industry within the next 18 months? Um, sorry, the, the question is where, um, where the startups yeah, where well, you see the opportunities, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, correct. Um, well, you already mentioned before the break, uh, transparency um, is, a, is, a, is a big topic. Um, transparency uh, wasn't there because uh, you didn't have these technological solutions uh, which you have nowadays. So if a, if a startup wants to get into uh, real estate, there are so many different fields. Um, it starts from uh, finding the property. So... Transparency has improved a little bit more than in the last uh, 20 years uh, in order to find the, the assets. But um, we want to have uh, more transparency. We want to have trend where, where it goes uh, towards the direction of uh, where the financial market is, probably. Um, if you can source information in your local um, area um, about the prices of the properties, about um, the schools, etc. And if you are not living in uh, New York or London, uh, then there's a huge chance that um, this data is not easily accessible. So if you can somehow um, 
find this information and then um, provide access to it, then um, real estate investors uh, will have a uh, um, will have a good time uh, in using that. Um, then um, there there is a lack of transparency. Uh, during the um, holding period, so um, let's say uh, let's say you you own a um, property and um, it, it's a multi multi family building and mm-hmm. um, you as a landlord you are not always there and you have a property manager mm-hmm. who is managing this. Uh, so basically, what's happened is the the tenant is uh, reporting a defect to the property manager. The property manager has the information and it uh, lies on his on his desk. Uh, for probably a couple of weeks, and then they make a decision on uh, forwarding this to you to the landlord or not, and then they are forwarding this to the landlord, and the landlord uh, doesn't know whether it's urgent or not, and whether he should act on it or not. Hey, Lauren, um, Lauren, I got we're getting ready to run out of time real quickly. When our Green Nation reads my blog, Real uh, Equity, and listens to this 24-hour podcast, smart communities around the world, what would be the one key takeaway you would like for our Green Nation to know about real estate? Well, the Green Nation um, should know about green, uh, real estate that uh, buildings are becoming smarter, buildings are becoming um, more green and greener, and uh, the demand for uh, once the demand for green buildings are there, there will be also technological solutions and companies who are providing those solutions to create more green buildings. Definitely, Lauren. We appreciate you. And for some of you who tuned in our live stream, we also got some free books. Lauren is going to allow you to download on Audible, so we'll make sure we get you those passcodes. Lauren, we appreciate you, man. And I'll be out to London soon. Okay, so you have to be looking for me. I'm looking. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to have a good time with you here in London. Definitely, definitely. Great show, man. And I look forward to working with you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye now. Warren Dyer states, change the way you look at things and things will change. (laughs) I'll say that again. Change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Dear Green Ambassadors, the only thing constant is change with love. All things green. We'll talk to you next week. There is a great love for you here on The Greenpreneur Show. As we break new ground, moving into uncharted territory, looking beyond our immediate challenges to see the big picture. The planet's future is looking bright as companies and individuals take leadership and action to make the world a better place for future eco-conscious generations throughout the world. You've been tuned into the greenest show on the planet. There is great love for you here. Be good to one another. Daddy, 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 dad, dad.